This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv and in audio at amiplus.ca. CES is done and dusted. Las Vegas is back to being just sand. Uh, Not quite. There were thousands of tech items on display. A few garnered some big buzz, but buzz is not the whole story. Are these gadgets useful or useless? I made a list but I'm not doing this alone. Jenny Bovard and Megan Gilmore can help. Jenny is the host of the Low Vision Moments podcast. Megan is a reporter at Canadian Affairs. Hello, Jenny. Good morning. And hello, Megan. Good morning, everyone. So a big shout out to our control room who got some sound effects this morning available for this segment. Delighted by this so that I don't have to make the sound effects. So when one of you says the word useful, you'll hear... And when one of you says useless, you'll hear. (laughs) Ah, yes, at the height of entertainment, uh, AMI HQ. I love it. Thank you guys down the hall for that one. Let's jump right into this, starting in the world of televisions. Samsung and LG both showed off transparent TVs. When the TV is not in use, it's totally see-through. Jenny, useful or useless useful and I I love it that's such a perfect sound (laughs) let me tell you why I think it's useful guys I despite being someone who lives with low vision I love my series I love my movies I've always been a big movie buff thanks dad but not only do I think is this it's so aesthetically pleasing. Like it is, it is very nice. I like the look of it, but what really grabs me about this tech is the fact that LG uses OLEDs and that stands for organic LEDs. And I won't get into the science, but this means that there's no backlighting required. And as someone with really extreme light sensitivity, I'm very intrigued by that. The Samsung version uses micro LEDs and it's the same thing. It doesn't require backlighting. Apparently, these are not new technologies. They've been in use for years. Excuse me. I had no idea. But I'm, I, I want to understand and experience, like, is this going to be a more natural experience on the eyes and on the brain? Like when we, you know, look at things like progressive skin versus interlace and flat screen TVs versus tube TVs. So... I'm not going to run out and buy one, but uh, when it's time to replace a new TV, uh, my TV, I'm so into it. I'm so into it. That, that's a that's an awesome answer. Like, that's an incredible answer, and it might have actually swayed me, but Megan, where do you land? Transparent TVs, useful or useless? Okay, I'm going to go with the answer I had before I listened to Jenny's excellent defense, and I'm going to go with useless. Because why? <laughs> why do we need this, everybody? Just Why? Um, and then all I can picture is somebody like me, um, who let's say I'm at somebody's house and their TV is mounted onto their wall and it's not in use. I can see myself just like 
I don't know, leaning against it, getting fingerprints all over the place. Like practically, I'm just like, this could be a problem for me. Like I could really mess up somebody's TV. So yeah, that, that's the story. And I just, oh. I yeah, I'm just like, this is a gimmick to get people to buy your incredibly overpriced TV. Yeah, my gosh, despite Jenny's amazing answer, I still land closer to Megan on useless. Oh, I thought we were going to hear the sound. Yeah, there we go. Oh, there we, okay, okay, we, came, we, came, we came a little late there. That's all right. That's Guys, okay. I, I have to say I thought of these things too, just to interject quickly. I thought of these things too, but let's think about it. What were your thoughts when flat screen TVs came out? Were you like, oh, pff, I don't need one of those. That's just a gimmick. I actually always liked the idea of a flat screen TV. Oh, wow. I, 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 can, I can see a use case. <laughs> I can see like maybe if somebody lives in a very small apartment and they can only put their TV like near a window, but they would still like to be able to see out the window. I, 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 I can see. I can see that use case. I can also see like maybe like in an office context. But for me personally, where I sit today as someone who always puts his TV against a regular old wall, I actually like having the TV there. I don't want to look at my walls. <laughs> my walls make me sad. Okay, staying in the world of monitors and screens, Asus unveiled a 17 plus inch foldable portable monitor that plugs into pretty much plugs in or connects to any device you want and can fold up to the size of a small book to slide in your bag. Guys, I'm going to go first on this one. I am going for useful. I just see this from the perspective of someone who's legally blind, who ends up dealing with a lot of screens in both work and personal life. If I can bring something around that's going to give me the opportunity to use a big screen, but not take up all the room in my bag, I'm so into it. So, so into it. Megan, what say you? Oh, I 100% agree. Useful. And I'm just going to throw this out there. Like, if I was a company or an organization that works with people with vision loss or works in like the adaptive assistive technology space, I would be all over this. And I would be trying to like get products to have to do demonstrations with people and help them learn how to incorporate this into their everyday life. Like, yes. Okay. 100%. All right, Jenny, do we have unanimity? For me, personally, only for me, I say useless. Oh. I, we were so I, close. I, I'm sorry. I, I really, I am with you on the access possibilities, the accessibility options. Fantastic. This might be good for people like gamers, students, editors, right? They need this. They need You guys need this tool for specific things. I struggle to find a use for this in, in my life when I have other tools that I can turn to already. And I'm, I think I'm trying to get away from screens and more into other options, like using my voiceover, mm -hmm. using dictate, this kind of thing. And, and, and when I looked at the photos and videos, I looked at a bunch of different setups. It felt just going back to that <laughs> unnatural feeling with my eyeballs, my eyes, my brain did not like it. I felt uneasy, but Hey, if the full, if you can get past the fold, it's awesome. It, more options. 
Yeah, so we just we just shot it back up on screen there for a second. Jenny is right. It looks almost like a slot machine in the way that it's curved. So it, it, it it's not it's not sort of a straight line screen. It's like very malleable. And some of these iterations do look uh, a little bit a little My bit stomach awkward. Hurts. Yeah, I can't. Okay. I can't. It's not for me. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, here we go. I got another one here, and this one actually got a bunch of buzz. And when I showed it to one of our producers, uh, Bob, he was like, "I want that. I want that right now." It's an attachment that you connect to the bottom of your iPhone, just iPhone at this point, but I bet you they'll be able to figure this out for all smartphones, to give you an actual physical keyboard at the bottom of your phone, like a BlackBerry. It's called the Clicks. Jenny, useful or useless? Again, for me personally only, useless. First of all, Aesthetically, it's a hard no. It is not aesthetically pleasing for me. I definitely see the accessibility possibilities, the nostalgia, the people who have the muscle memory in their thumbs, but I've never been a little QWERTY keyboard person, never had a BlackBerry. I, again, have my own sort of tools that I turn to. My preferences would be either like a full-on keyboard. Right now I've got, uh, uh, I, I'm big on the the mini uh, Bluetooth keyboards. I've yes. got a handful of yes. them. Right. And so that would be my preference or straight up again, dictating. And with all of these tools, hardcore proofreading is, is my best friend because nothing <laughs> is proof. But options are great. Yeah, I I also think there's a lot of people who are going to like this, but I prefer an actual keyboard, so I'm going to vote useless as well. Megan, what about unanimity on this one? Oh, see, I'm confused. So it's not an actual keyboard? Like no, well, it's it's like a BlackBerry keyboard. So it's very small, tiny buttons at the bo at the bottom of your phone. When I say an actual oh. keyboard, I mean like a computer keyboard that I can get my fingers on. Okay, so then I'm going to have to say it's it's useless because the keys are likely going to be too small and I'm just going to be sad. There you go. Okay, well, there you say so, hey, we found unanimity. Although I do think this is one for for a lot of folks uh, in the the BlackBerry world who miss their BlackBerry. Mm -hmm. They're they're going to feel like this is the way to get back to it. So you know that that's yes. pretty, that's you know that that that's good for them. But you know it's our. I hope opinion. it doesn't click. Well, it's called the clicks, so I imagine it does. Oh, click. it does. Oh, it good makes that awful noise. <laughs> or sorry, that nostalgic noise that people love. <laughs> the nostalgic noise, noise that people love. Uh, okay, let's move on to uh, this next one, which is sort of in the health world, but also in the beauty world. It's the Anora Magic Mirror. It's a smart mirror that scans your face to read your vital signs. Megan, useful or useless? Uh, for me, likely this is going to be very useless. <laughs> you know, play the sound twice because you said very useless. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> because I can't, I have, uh, maybe maybe viewers have noticed it, I have significant nystigmas. Uh, so my eyes do not stay still. And the thought of having to have a mirror scan, like scan might be, I'm sure I'm not going to be looking at it right. I'm sure I'm going to have an angle off. Like it, it just stresses me out so much just even thinking about it. No, we're not. It's like school picture day all over again. We're not doing this. Yeah, Jenny, I'm also going to land on the useless side. I, I just, I, if, if I was to use some kind of health tracker, it's not going to be a mirror. I'm going to get one of these smart rings or a smart watch. I'm with the two of you and useless. 
<laughs> you got to say the trigger word. <laughs> For all of the same reasons, not only, but I was really super disappointed that, to le learn that this was not like the Beauty and the Beast mirror or the Sleeping Beauty mirror in, in the least. So and I was really hoping that it would help me like with my makeup or something or let me know that um, I have spaghetti sauce on my glasses before leaving the house, but it, it doesn't seem to do these kinds of things. But I'm with you, Dave, as well. Like if I want to get into the the little guiding things that a fitness tracker might do, like I, that's how I learned that I have a really low resting heart rate. Um, and, and that's an interesting fact to know and maybe speak to my doctor about. Uh, it's kind of gimmicky for me it also looks bright <laughs> but it's very futuristic looking very sci-fi i could see it in a movie or in a guy a good sci-fi story yeah it's, it's one of these moments where maybe it's just too early for me to buy into but at this moment yeah i'm i'm, I'm just not there and that, that was a lot of stuff at ces where, where maybe there's a prospect or a kernel but i'm not there yet uh guys no need to go too too long on this one i'm putting it more as just a sticker shock value that after talking to some people this morning turns out that maybe it's not as sticker shocky as I thought. Uh, Razer put out a company, uh, put, put out a chair, a gaming chair that reclines and has lumbar support. Think office chair here. So it's a gaming chair, but it's an office chair. But it's also going to be over $800 Canadian. I'm going with useless. $800 for an office chair, Megan. I, I just can't get on board yeah. with it. No, no. That, okay, and full disclosure, the office chair I'm sitting on was given to me by friends who were getting rid of it, and I paid $0. So that is how <laughs> I furnish my home office. Um, I'm going to go with just the price, not the concept. The price alone makes it useless. And uh, Jenny, you're the elite athlete of the bunch, so I feel like you might deviate from us here. Oh, no one should be sitting long enough that they need a, a chair, that an office chair this expensive. If you're sitting for that long, you need to get up and take a little stroll and move your body about, would be my opinion. If you have decent posture and like a decently ergonomically sound chair, you shouldn't need this unless you're a hardcore gamer or you spend lots of time in an editing room for some reason. Like this is a specialty item, useless for me. <laughs> Although I did find out talking to a bunch of people on the show this morning that uh, apparently $400 for a chair, not uh, not unreasonable. So, you know, maybe I'm the out-of-touch one. These things happen. Okay, this one straight up jumped off the screen to me. I was delighted. Super Scala put out a charging cable that stays automatically coiled, but when you pull it, it stretches out. So your cord, your charging cable cord is always the perfect length. Megan, useful or useless? Useful. Like, you know, you know when like, I, I just see it as a safety thing when your charger cable is like sticking up there and you don't see it and that whole thing, or it gets like caught in your like I don't know, you're rolling office chair wheels. Not like that's never happened to me. So yes, yeah, this is just very useful on so many different levels. Think think about the experience even of traveling, right? Throwing some charging cables in your bag and they get all oh, tied yes. up and you can't pull it out. 
Yes. Perfect coil just landing in your school bag and you can pull it out whenever you please. Not to mention, like uh, Megan identified, Jenny, the possibility of uh, safety. Uh, I've gone to bed a couple times after a few too many adult beverages and woken up the next morning utterly tangled in my charging cable because, of course, I fell asleep holding my phone because, you know, it's the 21st century. So I am voting for useless. Uh, no, useful, useful. Oh, oh gosh, I got it. I got my own thing wrong because I was too busy. Like I was talking to my therapists. Useful, Jenny. I'm so in love with this. But what do you think? I'm I'm just as if not more excited than the two of you about this one. One of my great talents is tangling wires anytime, any place. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, within instant, I can have anything tangled. And yes, this includes jewelry like necklaces. Um, uh, aside from the lingo in the marketing being a little bit problematic, I noticed on the website they use words like addictive and OCD really oh, uh, yeah. sort of loosely. But the the price point is great, and for the reasons that you guys mentioned, uh, I I'm I'm very much sold. I might actually run out and buy some of these. So I yeah, it, it's so useful. Quick quick sidebar on this one. It, it wasn't that long ago that I was turned on to the idea of six and 10 feet charging cables. I just thought the one or three foot world was the only world I could live in. Life-changing, Megan, life-changing mm -hmm. when I found out you could have long charging cables. Oh yeah, I still have a really long one until it broke. And it was, it was great. And the current one I use is shorter and it was a really hard adjustment to go back to the short cable. <laughs> Once you've lived that life, Jenny, what about you? Oh my goodness, yeah, game changer. Yeah, life-changing, like totally life-changing. It's, it's, it's funny in life, it's the simple things. A $10, 10-foot charging cable can make you feel radically different about your entire existence. <laughs> All right, one question on the way out the door here, guys. It's more of a general question, but a lot of the buzz around CES was artificial intelligence this, artificial intelligence that. And then when you were done hearing about AI, look at this electric car, look at this electric car. Oh my gosh. I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of AI. I'm so sick of electric cars. Megan, are you fed up with hearing about AI and electric cars? Well, Dave, the federal government isn't going to like your view on being tired <laughs> of hearing about electric vehicles. Um, for those who don't know, the government of Canada is really pushing electric vehicles right now. Um, uh, I am, ooh, I'm a, I'm, I have a little nuanced opinion on this one. Yes, I'm tired of it. Um, but I do think we need thoughtful, critical reporting on both of these topics. I'm going to shout out my colleague, Finn Depensier, who recently did a piece a few months ago about problems with getting your EVs serviced and how like electric vehicle owners aren't always super happy with their cars. And I think we need more critical reporting like that mm. if that's going to be a policy direction that the government goes in. Same with um, artificial <laughs> intelligence. There's a lot of big ethical uh, issues around that in terms of how we value human beings and what it means to be a human. So I think we do need to be critical of it and not just like, oh my gosh, artificial intelligence. <laughs> don't, don't misunderstand me. I don't outright oppose electric cars becoming more commonplace. I don't outright oppose it. I think that, like you pointed out there, Megan, there's maybe a little bit of, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Maybe a little bit of one-sidedness in the way that it's perceived as a climate policy oh. in and of itself. I'm just tired of hearing, and such and such company has launched their electric car. At this point, like, that should just be commonplace. Like, it should no longer be a news story. <laughs> uh, that's more journalism criticism, but I, but I like your answer too. Jenny, are you fed up with hearing about a AI and electric cars simply because they're buzzwords. 
short answer would be yes, but I, for the reasons that you both explained very articulately, I understand why these continue to be hot topics, both with our governments and, you know, in the news cycle and in everyday conversation. Like these are big behemoth changes that are happening in the course of human history. And so I think it makes sense that we're talking about it. And it, and it, for me as, as someone on maybe a little bit on the outside, like, it's happening very quickly. Oh, yeah. And right. So few of us are going to be unaffected by AI and electric vehicles. And, you know, I wonder, like, will low vision moments one day be hosted by AI, Jenny? No, probably <laughs> not. But, you know, there are big questions that I have, like what's happening with the electric vehicle batteries? Like, how are we disposing of those? What's the environmental impact? Also, where is my self-driving EV already? Oh, yes. Where's my self-driving car? That's what I want to know. That's what I want to get at the heart of uh, when they replace you with a robot, Jenny, it'll be Jenny Rovard. Jenny Rovard will be hosting low vision moments. I, I, I do not want to think about <laughs> okay, that. Okay, sorry. Apologies. Well, don't <laughs> worry. Dave, uh, the D David Bot, David Bot Brown will also, David Bot Brown will also be uh, doing now with David Bot Brown. Uh, Jenny, thank you for this. Have a lovely day. You too. Beep boop. <laughs> and uh, beep boop and goodbye to Megan Gilmore as well. Bye, everybody. That's Jenny Bovard, the host of the Low Vision Moments podcast. And Megan Gilmore is a reporter for Canadian Affairs. Coming up after the break, you'll find out what's coming up on Kelly and Rumia later this afternoon. And then Alex has a story all about misinformation on YouTube. That doesn't happen. There's never really any misinformation on YouTube. It's just the, it's the soul bearer of truth. This is Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.